Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velo Sews, and you're listening to Sew Organised Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. Today we'll be talking to one of our special presenters who will be at the Autumn Sewing Celebration on the 27th of March for the Australian Sewing Guild. One of our guest speakers is Pete Trimble and he's going to be talking about precision sewing. Now, Pete Trimble, if you look for him online, you'll find him at petesews.com.au. Welcome, Pete. Thank you very much, Maria. It's lovely to be here. I'm so glad you gave us your time today to talk about what you'll be presenting at the Autumn Sewing Celebration for the Australian Sewing Guild today. Yeah, I'll talk about sewing till the cows come home. I don't mind. You ask me as many questions as you like and I'll tell you all my thoughts and, and ideas on it. One thing that I do with all of the guests who come on to Sew Organised Style podcast is get them to give us how we can find you. So what's your name online and where we can find you? So where can we find you, Pete? Everything I do is under Pete Sews because that's what I do. And so my, my Instagram and my Facebook and my website are all Pete Sows and even my email address is Pete at Pete Sows. I'm based on the Sunshine Coast in Coolum Beach. I work out of my little studio up the back of the block here. I make bespoke, usually menswear, but I can make anything. It's one-off custom pieces designed specifically for clients and only for those clients. I don't fill shops and I don't make stock. Did you learn how to sew when you were at school? Oh, a little tiny bit. I learned a lot more from my mum. My mum was a home sewer as long as I can remember. And she made a lot of the clothes that my family wore when we were growing up. And then as I became a teenager and I started doing a lot of adventure sports and a lot of different activities like that, I'd often find, oh, I'd like this piece of equipment but I can't afford to buy it. And so mum and I would work it out and we'd make it together. And so then a few years later, after the university and a a bit of time out in the world, mum bought me my first secondhand sewing machine. And I used that again, just for making, you know, bits of equipment and things. I never really got into any clothing. And then it was 2011 that I had this time during my school holidays. And so I got the sewing machine out and I went to Spotlight and I bought a fabric And I bought a pattern and made my first shirt. And uh, compared to what I put together these days, it's a little bit of an embarrassment, but you've got to start somewhere, don't you? You do. Sort of, it came from my mum and she's very proud of what I do these days. And I've overtaken her in sewing abilities, but it's not a competition. I learned a lot of skills from her. And I find when I sit down and sew that there's a lot of, particularly in the early days, there was a lot of things that I do, little techniques and tricks that I'd picked up from mum when I was younger. And it wasn't until I started sewing that I realised the amount of those things that I got from mum. So my next question to you is, so you've picked up all of these skills, you've made things that weren't shirts, and now you've started shirts. So what made you develop Pete Sews as a business? It was actually advice from a tailor. I went to see, I, I was intrigued about the idea of pattern making because I found that I was, I was making a bunch of shirts from one pattern. And then I thought, well, if I want to make a different sized shirt or a different thing, I need to work on some pattern making. And it was a tailor who I 
young bloke I bumped into at a fabric shop. He was working there and mentioned that he's a tailor and I got talking to him about sewing and whatever. And he said, get this book. And he pointed me towards Winifred Aldrich patterning for menswear. Mm -hmm. And so I went and got that and I started looking at it and it made a little bit of sense, but not enough. And so then I booked in to go and have a one-on-one with him. And we spent like three or four hours in his studio. And that was really good because it was very focused on exactly what I needed. And I showed him a bunch of my work that I'd already made. And he was the one who said, this is, this is really good stuff. You know, he said, you're making, your sewing is really good. Your finishing is really nice. And so he was the one who said, you know, you, you can, you can do this, go for it. And so that's where I started. And, you know, it's, it started slowly. I, you know, just picked the name and got the, got the uh, Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. It was a little bit of a side hustle for a while. And then was the middle of last year when I decided to really make a make a shove at it. It's amazing how how much more you've got to learn when it becomes a business and not just a hobby. It's not just about the sewing these days. And so it grew and grew from there sort of and I started making more and more things as practices and you know to practice my pattern drafting I made shirts for a pair of brothers that were seven and 11 Mm -hmm. because most of my friends were so close to my size that it wouldn't have been a challenge to draft a pattern for them whereas a seven-year-old needs a completely different pattern to an 11-year-old to a a grown man so that improved my skills quite a bit there and then that's one side of it doing the pattern drafting and then I've just gone down looking at different ideas and techniques and details and trying to make my shirts stand out a little bit and trying to make them a little bit different and uh, make them a bit unique so that they're not the same as something that you can pull off a rack somewhere. You know, it's not just the fact that it's made out of different fabric, that there are things that are particular about them. Yeah, definitely. When you made the shirts for the children, what was their reaction to the shirts you made? They loved it. They were good, good friends of mine. One of them was a, was a boy who I'd taught and I was quite good friends with the family because the mother was a teacher there as well. Yeah, they loved the idea of having, you know, special shirts that were like nobody else had. But then, of course, like most children, they don't understand the work that goes behind it. They, they don't know the amount of hours that I'd spent drafting these patterns and, and making a muslin and coming back and testing and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was a really interesting process to go through. And every now and then, you know, the, their mother sends me a photo of, oh, you know, here's the boys out. You know, we've gone out for dinner and here they are. They've got their shirts on and things. And they went and chose the fabric. You know, she took them to Spotlight and went and chose the fabric so they could get exactly what they wanted. And it was, yeah, it was a it was a really good thing. And I've made stuff for for friends as well. And sometimes they end up with, you know, first prototype of a new a new pattern. You know, I've got to test it out before I cut the nice fabric, don't you? And and yeah. so, you know, I've passed some of those on to some friends who are the same size as me. And there you go, here's a present. And I get the better one that comes second. <laughs> At least you know that's the one that you can show people because it's got all the all the good bits on it exactly exactly but then like my friend smithy's got several of my first prototypes and he's quite proud of that he's like look i've got a first edition you know and he's like when you become world famous i've got number one that's right yeah and they're unique definitely definitely all the pieces i make are unique that's what i that's what i love doing and yeah you know i mean okay a shirt's similar to another shirt that you make but recently I made a pair of shirts for some twin brothers they'd be in their mid-60s I'd say and they're twin brothers and so one of them ordered the two shirts for him him and his brother and he wanted them to be not matching but complementary so 
just through talking to him and spending an hour or so discussing the things that I do and talking about him and his past and his history, we landed on the type of fabric that we wanted to use, the range of sort of colours that we wanted to have in there. But then what I learned through that discussion is that they're actually mirror twins. So one of them's right-handed, one of them's left-handed, one of them has his part on the right and his part on the left. It's all those sorts of things. Yeah. So what I did was made these two shirts and I put all of the details and accents on the left-hand side of one shirt and all the same details and accents on the right-hand side of the other shirt. So then they had these two shirts that were also mirrored shirts, which is really fun. I really enjoyed that process. It was lovely. That's so brilliant that you did it that way. Thanks. Yeah. And I didn't actually know which one was which. So when, he, when Nick came to pick them up, I had to be like, ah, uh, which one are you? Because <laughs> it depends on which shirt you get. And it worked out perfectly. He said, I prefer this print to that print. And I think that my brother will prefer this one to the other. So, And he's just gone to deliver it and sent me a photo of them both looking very chuffed and happy with themselves. Oh, that's a really good project. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. That was fun. At the Autumn Sewing Celebration, What can people expect with your precision sewing presentation? So what I'm really looking at there is some of the skills that I use in my shirts that make them unique and make them stand out. Part of what I like to do is put contrast or accent um, stripes and features on the shirt. And so I often put, you know, collar points on or, or a line down the collar or a line on the cuff or something like this. And so I just go through talking about that process, mm-hmm. how I how I do that. And it does involve a bit of finger burning because your iron is a really important tool. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet sewed through my finger, but uh, I'm sure that that will come at some stage. But um, yeah, so I talk about that and some of the techniques that I use in making those and putting them together. And another thing that I, that I speak about in there is my ability to sew down the rabbit hole. So mm-hmm. using a flat felled seam, makes things much more neat and tidy and professional, also more comfortable. Some clients of mine find that when a shirt simply is um, stitched and overlocked, that around up the side and, and under the underarm, it can cause a little bit of discomfort. It's very minor, but a flat felled seam gets rid of that. Doing a flat felled seam then, of course, brings its own challenge in when you've got to go from the hemline all the way to the wrist and through the underarm. And that's a technique that I believe is called sewing down the rabbit hole. And I'm quite good at it. And so I share some of my ideas and my skills with that and the way I put all of that together. I have showed it uh, like photos on, on Instagram of my finished product. And I've had Instagram followers ask me, how, how do you sew down the rabbit hole? I've had people ask about it and I'm sure there's other techniques and that's the wonderful thing about sharing sharing my techniques and my and my skills mm-hmm. is that I, I'm perfectly open to seeing what other people are doing and, and if somebody can show me another way to do it, brilliant. You know, definitely I'd, I'd love to give it a go because as David Page Coffin says in his shirt making book, you know, just because the instructions say to do it this way, it doesn't mean that's the only way to do it. There's loads of different ways to put these things together. They sure are. So are you ready to be there on the day answering questions of the participants at the Autumn Sewing Celebration? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole thing comes together and seeing, you know, some of the other presentations and being able to share with each other the, the things that we do and the way that we do it and being part of the sewing community mm-hmm. and, you know, um, very appreciative to the Australian Sewing Guild for putting something like this together and to opening it up to the online community because 
where I am here in the Sunshine Coast, there's not a big sewing community around. There'd be a few home sewers around the place, but there's not a there's not a big community like there would be in some of the major cities. So I think it's wonderful to move it to an online world, and so I'm definitely available. Definitely going to make myself available, and quite looking forward to seeing some of the others. And also at the end of the day of the sewing celebration, there'll be the end of the day cocktails that everyone can join in. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I shall definitely get the shaker out. Oh, and listeners, it's not just cocktails, it's mocktails as well as a masala chai recipe that we're giving everyone. Perfect. Perfect. Got to cater to everybody. Some people don't want an afternoon bevy. That's right. So before we finish up with your podcast about you, Pete, and what you do, what message would you like to leave listeners with? Just have a go. You know, it's sewing. It's just a needle and a thread and um, you can unpick it. Uh, Keep your unpicker and your snips nearby, but just try something different. There are instructions that can help you out. But like I said just before, that there's often a different way to do it. There's often another way to put something together and so if it doesn't really make sense to you then try something else you know keep your your roll of calico nearby so that you can make a quick mock-up and practice something you know like I'm, I'm about to make a set of french cuffs for a client and through consultation we decided that that's the best way for, forward for his shirt it's what he wants and i haven't done french cuffs before i said to him i haven't done french cuffs before but i've got a a shirt, a commercial shirt in the wardrobe that's got them. Mm. And so I'll have a look at that. I'll have a look at the book. I might watch a YouTube video. I'll do a mock-up or two. When I'm happy with it, I'll do the real deal for him. And so, you know, just have a go. You you can always undo a mistake and mistakes are are the best thing that you can make, except for cookies. Make cookies and make them well. Exactly. All right. But for sewers, have your unpicker and your snips ready with you when you're just trying something. Yeah, yeah, try it out and check it before you trim off your seam allowance or something like that. And, you know, be prepared to to undo the stitch. You, you, you can unstitch, you can't uncut. There's double lessons in there, I suppose, that you can stitch it together and think, oh, that's not right, let's unstitch it. But once you've cut it, you can't uncut it. Great words to finish up your podcast with, Pete. Thank you very much, Maria. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and I look forward to fielding any questions or comments that anybody might have. So we'll see everyone at the Autumn Sewing Celebration. Pete is one of the speakers at the Autumn Sewing Celebration and at the time of Pete's presentation, Pete will be available for Q&As at the time as well as I'm hoping, you know, all going well, we can all get together at the end of the day and have a bevy. That would be lovely. Perfect. Thank you very much, Maria. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Pete. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Pete Trimble, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Make sure you listen to previous ASG podcasts and hear from great people from the Australian Sewing Guild community. Post any questions and suggestions you have on our podcast website at seworganisedstylepodcast.com or on our Instagram account, seworganisedstyle, or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.